please turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 91. Psalm 91, verses 1 through 16, will be our scripture passage for which I would want us to give our attention to. As we open our Bibles to Psalm 91, we're going to continue our series as a church on the practice of prayer. And in particular, we're going to be thinking today about learning how to pray for protection. Right now, we're living in a time when many of us are praying for God's protection. And we may be feeling fear or anxiety about whether or not we're going to experience the harm and pain and sickness in our world. And so I'd like us to look at Psalm 91. And I think as we read it and as we meditate on it, I believe it will be useful and helpful for us to see this one big idea. God does provide protection to all who would call on him. Listen to the psalm. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will look only with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge. No evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he who holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. There's three questions about this text that I think it will be helpful for us to meditate on as we learn how to pray for God's protection. Remember, the big idea is that God does provide protection to those who call on him. So first, let's consider what does God protect us from? 
Secondly, let's think about who God provides protection for. And third, how does God provide this protection? First, what does God protect us from? As you read through this psalm and meditate on the images and descriptions, there's many of them that are quite vivid and comforting to consider. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. The very first line is showing you the protection God provides from the heat and from the sun. He is like a shelter, like a shadow. Have you ever been out in a really hot, humid day? And if you've known that the Bible, when it was written, is in a Middle Eastern deserty context. So the sort of heat strokes and dangers from the sun are well known to the psalmist. And he describes God as a shelter from the beating heat of the sun and that dwelling with him is like living in a shadow. In verse 3, he says, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. The trap of the hunter is another way to say it. And from the deadly pestilence or plague. Today is a day in our world's history where many of us are looking at the plague of the coronavirus and it feels like a snare from a hunter. It, it sneaks up on you. You don't know where it's at. And before you realize that you're in danger, there it is. It's trapped you. It's got you. And verse 3 says, he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly plague or pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, which is a word for feathers, the long feathers at the end of a bird's wing. And then the parallelism continues in verse 4. He will cover you with his pinions and under his wings you will find refuge because his faithfulness is a shield. So the kind of protection God provides is described metaphorically and beautifully throughout this. You will not fear the terror of the night where all of the enemies come out and the arrows that fly by day, nor the, again, pestilence or the disease, the epidemic or pandemic that stalks in the darkness or the destruction that wastes at the noon day. These are the things that God says he will protect and provide refuge for, that he will be a, a fortress. So that's the what. What does God poetically and at times literally protect us from? And it's dangers and it is dead, deadly diseases. And it is things that sneak up on you that you weren't expecting and interrupt you in the middle of your life. The terrors of the day and the arrows of the night. Uh, God is the one who provides protection from all these things. But for who? And if you drop your eyes down, if you have your Bibles open to verses 14 and 15, at the very end, the psalm 
concludes with a statement as if God himself is speaking through the psalmist. And it says, because he holds me fast in love, I will deliver him. So after looking at what God provides protection from, we have a conclusion to the psalm that says, Behold, he who holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. Because he who is holding fast, that's the key line here. Because he is holding fast, he is going to be delivered. I will protect him, it says quite plainly in verse 14, because he knows my name. So if you're holding fast to God in love, and if you know God's name, then you will receive protection. And then look at verse 14. When he calls to me, I will answer him. So there's, I think, at least three indicators of who gets God's protection. Those who hold fast to him in love, those who know his name, and those who call upon him. I want you to really believe in the promise here. When he calls to me, I will answer him. And I want you to think about this psalm and your own prayers. Isn't it often that when you're praying, it can feel like God's not answering? That you're calling and there's no response? That he promises, in the words of Jesus, knock and I will open. Seek and you will find. And for many of us, there's a common experience where we feel like it it doesn't seem like these promises are being kept by God because we've been calling and we've been praying and asking and we're not getting the answer that we were expecting. And when you read this psalm, when you read Psalm 91, it, it seems so simple on the surface. It sounds like if you love God, and you know who he is, and you call out to him, then everything's going to go smooth for you. You aren't, aren't going to have any dangers. You're not going to have any troubles. And that God will deliver you, and he will cover you, and he will be a refuge for you. And it seems like that would be a, a really encouraging thought. But then all of us look around our lives and our prayers, and we think, that's just not what happens. At least not all the time, at least not consistently enough that it makes it seem like this is a simplistic one for one. I call and ask for protection from the coronavirus and I won't get it. At least that's the logic when you first read Psalm 91. That's what it, it feels like or seems like. Um, and I know that for many of you, you're going to be praying for God's protection in our house. Um, one of the things as we're gathering for pray, pray, prayer every night and as we sit around our table for dinner or as we pray through our church directory as we've been encouraging you all to do during the season, uh, I've noticed that our kids keep praying for protection from the virus, from spreading, and I think we should be praying for that. But as we keep opening up the news every day, we realize it's still spreading. Like, God, did you not hear my kids' prayer last night? They said, don't let people get the coronavirus. Put it to an end right now. Let, let no one else get it. And I really want us to realize that God does and will and already has answered our prayer 
But in order for us to realize how, we need to look more closely at the psalm. So let's, let's look at that last question. How does God answer? How does he provide protection? And it, it's, I think, found in verse 15. I want to read it again. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. The most important lesson from this psalm is for us to realize that God's first answer and response is not always to take away our troubles, but to be with us in our troubles. Hear verse 15 again. When he calls to me, I will answer him. What's that answer, God? And the next line is, I will be with him in the trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. I think you put it this way. God protects through his presence. It is by his being with us that we will be satisfied with a long life, not just a long earthly life, but a long eternal life. It is his presence that shows his salvation, as verse 16 says, with a long life we will be satisfied and see his salvation. That salvation is rooted in the very presence of God in order for God to provide protection from pestilence, deadly pestilence and disease. He must be with us. Or as verse 4 says, he must cover us with his feathers and underneath of his wings we will find refuge and his faithfulness will be a shield to us. There's a, a old legend and my research on this legend is that it is not true, but the illustration is still worth mentioning and it's a picture that I want us to consider. Uh, the legend is that in the Yellowstone National Park, there was a, a large forest fire in the 1980s, late 1980s. And, and that part of the story is true. The legend is that after the fires were done, uh, a forest ranger began trekking up a mountain to uh, check out the damage. And one of the rangers found a bird that was just completely burned to ashes um, and charred all the way through. And it was at the, the base of a tree. And so because the forest ranger was like sickened by the sight of this gross looking burned bird, he, he knocked it over with a stick. And when he struck the bird, three tiny little chicks scurried out from underneath of the dead mother bird's wings. And there the sacrifice and love of the mother was put on display. She, being aware of the impending disaster of these forest fires, carried her offspring to the base of the tree, gathered the chicks under her wings, 
and knew that the smoke would rise up and that she could have flown away to safety, but instead, refusing to abandon her children, she stayed. And she covered them under her wings and rescued them. And it would be great to know if that story were true and it would be all the more sweet and sentimental, but the picture is true. The picture is true that God really did come down from heaven and instead of flying away from danger came down to be with us as we were stuck in a world with the fires raging around us with coronavirus spreading every day by the dozens and thousands and we turn to psalm 91 verse 4 and we hear the god who provides protection, will cover us with his feathers, and under his wings we will find refuge, and his faithfulness is a shield to us. So call to him, and he will answer, and he will be with you, not by taking away your troubles, but by being with you in his troubles, because 2,000 years ago, the God of the Bible became a man in the person of Jesus, and Jesus Christ took on our troubles with us. He walked with us. He knew our weakness. He knew our sufferings. And Jesus Christ became the mother chick, the mother hen who cared for the chicks and put us under his wings. And in fact, there's two times that this psalm comes up and this idea comes up in the ministry of Jesus himself. The first is in Matthew chapter 4. And it's not on the words and lips of Jesus, but on the words and lips of the devil. In verse 5 of Matthew 4, when Jesus is being tempted, the devil took him to a holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands They will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. That's Psalm 91. Satan quotes Psalm 91 because on the surface, it seems like the way to read it is that if you call out to God, he will provide protection from the trouble. But as we've seen, God's protection in Psalm 91 is by being with us in the trouble. And it is in this way that Jesus refuses to give in to this temptation and says, again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And he says that's not the way to read Psalm 91. We should not be thinking that God will immediately take away our troubles um, and that oftentimes his answer is just simply himself to be with us. But we can take comfort in the fact that because God gives us himself because God sends himself into the fire and covers us with his wings. We will receive ultimate protection. There will be ultimate salvation and we will be delivered. And this is where Jesus's second reference to this picture is as Jesus looks over a hill and he is Seeing Jerusalem, he cries out, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, if only the people of Israel could be gathered underneath of the wings. He, he cries out, he laments 
Just shortly before his death, Jesus is thinking about the picture of Psalm 91, the picture of a God who puts his children under his wings and sacrifices himself for the sake of their lives and their salvation. This is the good news that we need to keep in mind today and every day. And this is the, the way that you need to be praying, praying for protection. Um, not simply that God will snap his fingers and take everything away. You should know by now, if you've ever prayed that prayer, that that's not what he does. And in his mystery and providence, things that we cannot understand, um, he is working all things for good. And so many times it will be that his first and honestly, his best answer is to give you help in the troubles. So friends, let's pray. Let's pray for protection. Let's pray for God's presence in the troubles. And let's not give up hope. And let's know that ultimate protection is provided through God's personal near presence. That when the great fire of God's judgment, when the great disease and sickness, when the snare came upon, Jesus was the one who became our substitute and bore the brunt of it so that we can know, even if we do get diseased, even if we do receive death, we know that it is not the end of the story. And we know that there is salvation in Jesus. Let's pray. Our Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus. And we pray for the protection of your Spirit to guard our hearts from thinking that you do not hear our prayers and that we would give up praying because we're discouraged by all of the troubles that are in our world right now. And we want to ask that you would give us faith to believe that you do answer our prayers. We want to thank you, God, for your promises that you will answer our prayers, that when we knock, the door will be opened. And when we seek, we will find. And most of all, we will knock and open and see that what is waiting us on the other side of that door is to be in your very near presence. So we pray for that presence through the power of the Holy Spirit to be with us every day. Give us this grace. We need it in Jesus' name. Amen.